0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. I'm so excited this morning. Therefore, we are faithful. We're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, we want to thank you for for joining us. If you're looking for a, a church home, growth or ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. At this time, we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. So thank you for uh, for your attention and for uh you're taking time out of your busy schedule as we go forward in the worship service of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness and blessing us, Lord God, to to come together once again. Lord God, we honor you for your presence. We honor you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Lord God, and you have woke us up this morning. You've given us a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, and we want to say thank you. Lord God, we want you to know that we are appreciative, Lord God. We appreciate what you've done. We appreciate, Lord God, what you are going to do and how you are blessing us, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for giving us awareness of your presence. We thank you, Lord God, for the forgiveness of sin. Lord God, we even thank you, Lord God, for the the things, the the things that we have dealt with that have gotten our attention, Lord God, to bring us to this point of time. Lord God, we want to honor you, Lord, for who you are. We want to honor you, Lord God, for what you have done. Lord, we ask that you would bless each one that is under the sound of my voice. Lord God, those that are listening online, those that are near and and far, Lord God, ask that you would bless them and Lord Jesus, if there's any that is sick among us, Lord God, if there's any that, that's uh, that, the unspoken request, Lord God, that lines up with your will, ask that you would bless them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're going to be careful to give you the praise and to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God, bless God bless you. Thank you for, for coming into the service this morning. We were just going to uh, my God, thank you, Lord. We were just discussing about God's goodness and how the Lord is able to change our lives. And, you know, we were uh, we said we we're going to go right into this morning uh, because there's so much to, to be said. And there's just not enough time to say it, and, you know, and I, I'm excited about the Lord. I'm excited about what he's doing. Um, and, and so um so God bless you, um, just to introduce myself, I'm um, Pastor Carl Henderson. And- I'm Sunshine. Sunshine, and you said Richard? Richard. Richard, jump, you want to introduce that? These are This is my roommate, Okay, all right. <laughs> 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 hey man, I'm telling you, fill up, that's right. It's on the so you come join Yes, yes, yes. All right. Amen. Well, you know, we're going to go right into the word of God. And, and again, thank you for coming. And, you know, and, and those are online listeners. Uh, God bless you. Uh, listen, uh, in the book of Mark, the 14th chapter of Mark, and why you're turning there. I want to remind you that the, the new website is up. And so COG TV is going to be is, is being worked on and is going to premiere soon. And so I solicit your prayers in that area, you know, uh, the book of Mark, yes, 14. And um, just want to remind you that, you know, we're just five months away from uh, or six months away from the Pentecost service that we're planning. And that is in May 30th, 31st and June 1st. And so if you haven't prepared I want you to prepare for that service and and so there'll be more information uh, that's going to be posted regarding that uh, service as well. And so um, in the book of Mark, we're going to start at the first chapter and then we're going to jump a few verses and go into the 15th chapter as well. And as I was saying, there's a lot that I want to say this morning, you know, and and I know that you'll be blessed. This is going to help someone, um, you know sometimes we need to testify and tell of god's goodness and what he has done as we read the scriptures we're reading about individuals that have dealt with things that similar to us that they dealt with pain they dealt with suffering they dealt with different issues you know that we deal with some of us daily some of us are, are dealing with it every other day but we're dealing with life experience we're dealing with things and so in the in the book of mark it says after two days was the feast of the passover and usually we associate passover with easter but easter it it didn't exist at this time this is the day of the passover and so the passover is something that you'll go back into the old testament to look at and to understand about the sacrifices that was made for us And so after two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went unto the chief priests to betray him. And so he went unto them and they heard it. They were glad. They were glad. They were glad. They wanted to give. And promised to give him money, and he sought how he might conveniently betray him. If I, you know, that word, betrayal, is such a treacherous word. It's a, a very painful experience to deal with. And one of the things that that I hope and pray is that is that you never have to deal with that particular word, betrayal. And Jesus said unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, is written, it's written. There's something written about you. There's something that's been spoken about you. There's something that's been said about each of us. And I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Now in Mark, the 15th chapter, the same book. Uh, the First verse, it said, "And straightway in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders, and the scribes, and the whole council, and and bound Jesus, and carried him away, and delivered him to Pilate." The twelfth chapter, excuse me, the twelfth verse uh, continues to say, "And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will you have that I shall do unto him?" whom ye call the king of the Jews. And they cried out again, crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, why? What evil have he done? And they cried out more exceedingly, crucify him. And so Pilate willing to uh, to, uh, satisfy the people, released Barabbas unto them. And delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. I want to just use this as a thought this morning and that is the crucifix is before the blessing. The crucifix is before the blessing. Many times we ask for a blessing however uh, we don't know that it's associated with something else uh, there's something that that comes before it. If, you, if you've been following along with us in the book of genesis uh, then you know that as that many times abraham asked the lord to bless him with a son that uh, prior to that child being born they dealt with some things uh, they had to deal with some situations even their own shenanigans In Isaiah, it says he was wounded for our transgressions. This is the whole reason behind the crucifix and behind some of the things that you will deal with. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we're healed. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is done. So he opened not his mouth. He was stricken or taken from prison and from judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. There was a reason, there was a purpose. And so the Bible goes on to tell us that for if they did these things to the green tree, if they did this to Christ, what's going to happen in our lives? What shall be done to the dry? Now, if you don't, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you just to to repeat after me. There is pain pain before the game. Sometimes we go through things with the question of why me? And so let me be clear is that what I'm talking about this morning, what I'm saying, what I'm expressing, what I'm testifying about is, it's not for uh, everyone, but it is for you. It is for those that want to be right with God. Sometimes we go through things that, uh, and we don't understand why. And so we do ask the question, why me? Why am I going to this? We begin to examine our own actions to understand what's happening. How did I get here? Uh, Where did I make the wrong turn? Uh, What did I say? Uh, You know, why? Why didn't it happen to anyone? Why did it have to happen to me? It it becomes Uncomprehensible. I don't get it. I've been in the don't get it situation. You know, and even being in church, you know, as I woke up this morning, I, I was reminded of something that my that that my pastor had told me and, and said that uh, that David had had in his talk and with God. He said it was good that I was afflicted. And, you know, and we hear the word of God and sometimes we'd be like, yeah, you know, but at the same time, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. I'm, I'm no need to pretend it. Uh, pastor, I hear what you said. I, I'm, I can't argue with you, but I don't get it. How was it good that this happened to me? The other scripture that that came to mind was that it said, All things work together. And so I walked around saying in my mind, Well, you know, all things work together for the good that love the Lord. And I still, I didn't get it. I still don't get it. How is this going to work? So he, uh, oh, bless you, Lord God. When he packs his bags, when she packs her bags and walk out the door, leaving you with the kids, I don't get how that affliction is going to work on my behalf. There's bills due. The kids is asking questions. Nobody understands why. Not even the pastor at times. Well, look, but the pastor is supposed to know everything. Listen, the pastor is a, a person. I'm a person. I don't understand everything. I don't have an answer for every scenario but God does. God does. My finger is always pointing to God. It is not pointing to me because when you bring it to me, I'm going to go talk to God about it and I'll give you the best answer that I could give according to the word of God but then we all have to wait to hear what God says whatever he says, must line up with his word. Anything outside the word of God does not apply. My personal opinion, your personal opinion, others' personal opinion does not apply. But the word of God does. And so we look for an answer. We look for an answer. Well, how do you say the pastor don't? Because the Bible tells us that, that Eli was in the temple and Hannah went into the temple to pray. And she was so burdened down. She was so burdened down. Yes, even in believing in God, you can become burdened down. You can feel depression. You can feel discouragement. You can feel those things fighting against you. But we ought to be like Hannah and go to the altar and go talk to God about what's going on. And so Eli, he looked, And Eli began to uh, and said, wait a minute. He said, how are you coming into the house of God? And you're drunk because he didn't hear her saying anything. He just saw her lips moving. He just saw her there and misunderstood. It wasn't until Hannah told him that I'm not drunk. I'm not tripping. I'm just overwhelmed with the grief of my situation. And then he spoke into her life that this time next year, you'll have the blessing that you're looking for, mighty God. And so sometimes we don't know until we get the right information. Now, in doubting yourself, because she's on the altar, what's wrong, what's wrong with her? Or well, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I haven't had a child for my husband. What's wrong with me? Am I broken? Let's see, we find ourselves in situations sometimes where we feel like we are broken. That we were talking this morning about how um, that we might physically be well, we're, we're physically able, we can do things that need to be done, but we are spiritually crippled and we need rehabilitation we're spiritually crippled we need to be moon uh, uh, we need to be our, our wounds need to be uh, uh cast and 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 fixed and and put back together we're broken and so she found herself broken and so folks then begin to look at you crazy you know no matter where you go folks looking at you crazy and sometimes it's even in just our own mind you know but our mind is a reality Whatever we're thinking is our reality. Whatever the person next to you is thinking, and you can say all day long that, no, that's not true, but whatever they're thinking is the reality. That's their reality. And so you have to learn to deal with the reality. And so then, uh, you become, you begin to doubt on yourself. Well, why? How, how did this happen? Why, why did the relationship go south? Why did she cheat? Why did he cheat? Why? did Why did I get terminated? What happened? Someone wrote a, 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 a theme or a, a, a whatever you want to call it said, well, you know, uh, uh, uh that, that's a natural thing for men. And that's not true. It, it's natural. It's, it's not natural for, but yes, it is. It is. Uh, boys are, it said because boys are frogs, snails and puppy dog tails. And girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. That's not Bible. Because the Bible tells us that all has sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so I haven't read that. That someone gets a pass on doing something wrong and someone else gets. Well, bless your Lord. They become the blame of it. There is pain before the game. What no one told you was that it was necessary for them to do what they did. It was necessary for the individual to act out on you. It was necessary for you to ride to a certain place and then find the disappointment. It was necessary. That's what no one told you that there is a necessity that accompanies the blessing. There is a necessity of of, that. We go through in order to arrive at the end goal. Bless your Lord. We used the word and talked about betrayal earlier and, and the fact that it hurts to deal with that particular word being lied on was necessary. The betrayal that Christ experienced was necessary. Being talked about was necessary. Those friends that whisper that that whispered behind his back, it was necessary. Uh, those uh, the chief priests and the other ministers that talked about him openly uh, to others, it was necessary. Just like it is necessary when you go through things, when you deal with the same scenario, it is necessary. Yes, the Bible tells us that if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. You're going to deal with some things. It's necessary. When you step on the winning side, there's opposition. And so the opposition is not going to treat you with with, uh, cotton gloves. The opposition is going to treat you in a derogatory way. They're the opponents. And so it's necessary. The songwriter said that, that I was shackled by heavy burden, uh, loaded with guilt and shame. Uh, the job is gone. Uh, the relationship is gone. And, and so uh, you were, but yet you didn't do anything. You didn't do nothing. It all just happened. It was necessary. Now, it took years to come and understand that. Uh, it took years. Uh, To understand, because people will tell you that, well, you must have done something. You must have done something at work for them to let you go. No, you don't have to do anything to get a pink slip or a blue folder. You don't have to do nothing to experience some things that happen to everyone. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes that chance happens to them all. Meaning that what we deal with and what we go through, someone else has already been there and done that. Someone else has already experienced it. And what they did afterwards is what makes a difference. We can choose to wallow where we are, or we can get up. We can, with the help of the Lord, we can get up because what does it say? We can do all things through Christ. So that mean I can get up. That mean that you can overcome. It means that you can be better than what you were because of God. And so uh, this morning, as I said, I want to help somebody because, because depression uh, hits people. And people feel it. And it takes you and puts you in a dark place. You might smile. Uh, but... Uh, Sometimes that smile is an upside down frown. Oh, bless you, Lord. And and so uh, when we deal with those things, when we deal with real life experience, now now I like to preach the word and I I do couple it with life experience. I do talk about what has gone on and what will happen because of life experience. You you know, and so I, I remember I was dealing with a very depressed situation. Was very depressed. Dark days was in my life, you know. And, and someone might, uh, others might want to stand and tell you how great, you know, uh, you know, great things are, and you know, I've been serving the Lord all these years. But there are some dark days. David said, though I passed through, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, and so there are some dark days that we deal with. But God is able to bring us out. But you still are going to deal with the dark days. One day I was standing in the aisle. I'm, the, the service had come to an end. I'm, I'm at the church and uh, standing in the aisle, and my pastor walked by. And, and this is years that have gone by dealing with the, 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 the People that are looking at you all cockeyed and crazy and people, you know, not wanting to talk to you and not wanting to say anything to you because uh, people have now taken sides and the pastor walked by and said, you didn't do anything wrong. I needed that. I needed that just like you needed this morning. You didn't do nothing wrong at that moment. It was like a 10 pound weight that was on my head was lifted off. Not only did the pastor tell me that, but even the one that betrayed me came back and said, you didn't do nothing wrong. Sometimes we think that we did. You know, people will make you think that you was wrong and you was right. But you don't have a voice to say, I didn't do anything. You don't have a voice at that point. Huh. That burden was lifted. Not only was that burden lifted, but then the pastor came back and put me over the ministers as the ministerial council leader. It didn't stop there. It didn't stop there at all. Now that was in 2010, three years later, I'm still unemployed. I'm still struggling with some things. I'm still dealing with some things and the phone rings and the person on the phone. I've never met them, never seen them to this day, called me up and said, there's a job that you need to go to. And I said, no, I said, I I don't know about that particular position, you know, what they're asking for. That's not my skill set. And they said they hung up. They called me back a couple of days later and they told me, they said, listen, God wants you to have this job. Never met that person to this day. Went to the job interview. I agreed and went. And when I got there, sat through the interview, the interviewer said, when I talk to you, there's an illumination about your presence. When I talk to you about troubleshooting the problem, you illuminate. And at that moment, they offered me the job and then gave me a blank check and said, what do you want to start? That was God. That was God. Ten years late. I was there for ten years. There were situations where the, the entire system was, was held for ransom and they wanted to terminate me as, a, as my position and, and, and everything. And the owners of the company stepped up and said, he's untouchable. Leave him alone. That was God. Because from the time that I started there, The original owner had come down with cancer and prayed for them. Said, you know what, you you have cancer. Can I go back to the church and ask the church to pray for you? And he said, yes. A few months later, he came back. He said, I don't know if I told you this, but thank you because the cancer is gone. His mother-in-law lives in Germany and she told him that I'm praying for you that God would send somebody in your life to be a witness for you. We spent time in the conference room talking about the goodness of God and why it was necessary to be in God's house. He retires and the gentleman who buys the company. um, Don't know why, but Carl, he likes you. I came to church and was getting was on the altar. And as I went to stand up from the altar, I saw a vision of his face. And so I stayed there and prayed for him. He had not discussed anything with me. He said, I'll see you in a couple of months. He went in for heart surgery and God kept him from dying. God kept me in favor with him. that man fought for me. And then he retired. 10 years to the day that God opened that opportunity. 10 years to the day that he set me up for that blessing. 10 years to the day with all the, I'm going to put it like this. All the hell that I had been through. To that day. I was untouchable until God said, it's time to go. I began to dream and I I was in a dream that the supervisor that had now taken over, I was telling them about how God blessed me with this job. And I knew in that dream, I knew it was over. On September 1st, 10 years later, that was 2013, 10 years later, they said, this is your last day. And you begin to wonder, you say, well, I I look, I'm like, okay, what am I? You know, I know I didn't do anything. I, 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 you know, but God, you gave that to me. And, and so because you gave it to me, it had this expiration date on it. And thank you. Thank you for that. It was necessary. Now I'm going a, I'm to a jump back here because I want to jump back to 2010 and, and show you something. While I was going through what I needed to go through, I understand that I had to go through the lies, the betrayals, the the disappointments, the different things, and there are witnesses to all that I'm saying. There was a bishop that took me under his wing, and he said, "Listen, man," he said, "I see it." He said, "There are some things I cannot tell you right now, because." I'm not allowed to. He said, but you're going to deal with these challenges and I want you to understand that it is the challenges that make you great. If you don't go through anything, it's like a butterfly that is in the cocoon. It's trying to break out. But if you take the cocoon and tear it apart, the butterfly does not have any strength. It can't fly. And so you have to deal with struggles in order to become stronger. The thing that made Christ great was that he went through. The Bible tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth he had to be tempted he had to be tried he had to deal with the same experiences that we deal with and he overcame those things it was necessary it was necessary just like it is necessary and it will be necessary for you to deal with situations but just as i'm testifying this morning and telling you that god the pain yeah it was painful but there was pain before the game there was a crucifix before the blessing now listen we started out in the in, in mark the 14th chapter okay it said after two days was the feast of the Passover and the, the unleavened bread and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him for craft and put him to death. The chief priests and the scribes wanted to hurt him bad. People will have a, uh, someone preached a message and said that the enemy, talking about spiritual enemies, will have a board meeting. That's the way they put it. We'll have a board meeting, the your destruction, their intent was not to just hurt him but to destroy him the enemy's intent is not to just hurt you but to destroy you Judas Iscariot one of the twelve went unto the chief priest to betray him and when they heard it they were glad and promised to give him money he sought how he might conveniently betray him they met someone that didn't care about you that sided against you and became partaker of the shenanigans to inflict pain and suffering it was written it was written it was written that this would happen that's one of the things that we don't get that i said a few minutes ago that that what happens in our lives is written there's some things that's written about you already when the three visitors the two servants and God himself judge of the universe met Abraham the two servants were to go down to Sodom and Gomorrah and deal with the 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 shenanigans down there deal with the people down there and what they were dealing with and but as they went the Lord said "Um, I'm gonna share this and I'm paraphrasing it I'm gonna share this with Abraham Because he is going to raise his family to fear the Lord. He's going to do that. So see, it it was written. It was spoken. It became into existence when Isaac and the rest of the family was born. And and we won't get into that today. but, But understand something. What has God seen about you? And the outcome. Of the situation the 27th verse says and jesus said unto them all ye have you've been offended because of me this night for it is written i will smite the shepherd and the, and the sheep shall be scattered the impact that comes behind what happens in your life the pain the suffering the preparation to be crucified before the blessing Everybody is not going to see it. Everybody's not going to understand it. But as long as you stand firm with God. You don't have to understand everything that you deal with. But you must stand firm with God. You must be faithful unto him. You must be faithful in reading the word. That's the only stability that you have. That's the only mental, emotional, emotional, Spiritual stability that there is is to stay in the word and to be prayerful God I know you got me in this. I don't get it I don't care if tears is falling down your face I don't care if you pour a bucket of water on your head because you don't want nobody to see you cry But you need to stay steadfast and unmovable with God It don't matter what others understand and what they don't understand. I remember going to church and I I, was, I spoke to some people and they gave me an old, you know, you, you know, we greet people. Hey, praise the Lord, brother. How you doing? You know, and, and everything. And they were like, oh, praise the Lord. I was like, <laughs> pow, my mind was just blown. But today those same people are now saying bishop god bless you those same people are now today have gone full circle and said he is over us in our leadership those same people are now calling saying we need advice in this area we need to talk about What needs to be done? I need pastoral advice. I need minister advice. I need brother, sister, those same people. But there was a day when that didn't occur. And I didn't get it. I didn't know what to do. Just like you won't know what to do when those things happen in your life. But you have to be steadfast, unmovable, abiding in the work of the Lord the 15th chapter and straightway in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus. They took him into custody. They arrested him and they carried him away, delivered him to Pilate. and Pilate was like, Hey, uh, this man ain't did nothing wrong with well, what's up with this. But yet the people were saying, crucify him. Uh, this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we want it to be. We want to crucify him. We want to get rid of him. Had he not been crucified, he wouldn't have been able to preach to those that were sometimes disobedient. See, since then I've met other men, I've met other women. I've met people that I've been able to talk to about experiences that they are dealing with and help them pray about it in that moment, help them deal with those things, counsel with others. Had he not been crucified, He wouldn't have gotten up with grace and power. Had he not been crucified. The cursed thing that had us all trapped would not have been transformed into a blessing. You see, I'm part of that. Just like you will be. I'm a recipient of that. Because in 2010, I lost it all. And then three years later, it all started to come back. It didn't come back the way I thought it would come back. It didn't change the way I thought it would change. But it changed. Relationship loss. House loss. And every all eyes on me. Everybody's watching what's going to happen. But God, now I love that statement. But God, because he makes the difference in every scenario. House was bought, replace the home, replace relationships, things changed. But just like then, the Bible said that Joseph was over uh, in Egypt and he was over, he was second in command. But then a new Pharaoh rose up. And that changed everything. Things changed. A new Pharaoh rose up. 2023, everything changed. But that was not the, the end of the story. We were looking for a building to, to purchase a new building to have services, so one that we can call Cornerstone of Grace by itself and not share unless we share them with others. But that was then put on a hint. When, what's the word? Uh, it not. Uh, not denied, but delayed because of what it required. Well, listen, the requirements are being met because even with all of that, there was a vision in the back of my mind. There was a vision, something I wrote down, just wrote it down on a piece of paper years ago. And every now and then I would look at that vision and say, one day I'm going to do something with that. And I don't know what I was really thinking. All I know is I kept saying, I'm gonna do something with that. And when I was laid off from work, one day I woke up and I said, I'm gonna do something with, with that. And I got up, turned on the computer, sat down with the program and I started doing something with it. It gave birth to a company. It gave birth to a product, but without the crucifix, without the pain, none of this would have happened without the enemy fighting and coming again because see. It's something about God. He uses God uses. When Job was dealing with, Job had it going on. Wife, family, kids, everything was fine. And the Lord said, Have you considered my servant Job? Have you thought about him? I, in other words, I want you to think about him. And the enemy said, Well, no, he he you have a hedge around him. You have something blocking, I I can't touch him. He's untouchable. But if you move the hedge, if you allow me to crucify him, if you allow me to cause some pain and suffering, then he'll curse you. He'll turn against you. Because he's just serving you for the things that he has. He's just serving you for the money and the the, the flock and the, the family. You know, he's just serving you for all of that. But if you move that, then I'll show you a different joke. And also, I'll go ahead, but don't touch his soul. And so sometimes the head just moved and you deal with things and you lose things. But that didn't end the story. Joe friends talked about him. Said, man, you must have done something. You had to have done something. You didn't tell us about it, but but we know you did something. Job said quietly, he didn't say anything. We don't know when Job got home, how he felt. He, Bible said he was grieved. He he threw, he stripped down and threw ashes, sackcloth ashes on himself. He didn't know what to do. He was lost for words. I wouldn't know what to do. I've been lost for words. You've been lost for words in certain situations. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to say. But he said, in all my appointed time, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait on him because there's nothing else that can be done except to wait on him. I'm going to stand in my integrity. And I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be provoked by what other people are saying. That was like knives and and, pins and stuff being stabbed in you right in your heart. The people that you trusted that said they were your friends. Now looking at you crazy. You must have done something. The Bible goes on to tell us that at the end of all of that, at the end of it all, all of them had to change and they had to go to him and ask forgiveness and he prayed for them. God restored Job back everything he had plus some. That included his wife. You hear people preaching messages saying, you know, the devil was all in her eyes and using her. That woman was just as compassionate about her husband, watching him in pain and suffering and saying, hey, baby, you know, you got to end this. You, this is, this is painful. That's what she was saying. The Bible doesn't say that there was a demon or, or the enemy was using her. It doesn't say that. People have said that. At the end of all of that, when he had more children, he didn't have them by himself. That was Miss, Miss Job that had those children. When he increased, she was a beneficiary of all of that. She regained everything that she lost too. She was just as blessed as Job was. Our pain, our suffering, and what we deal with, we may not understand, but know this. If it had not been for the wounds, if it had not been for being bruised, if it had not been for the chastisement, the stripes, what you've been hit with, being oppressed, being afflicted, being slaughtered, You learn, you kept your mouth shut, being dragged through the mud, being cut off. Uh-huh, the people that, that, that would people cut you off. If it had not been for all of that, you would not rise above, you wouldn't rise. It is because of those things that you become what God has called you to be. It is because of those things those things are what bring you toward The standard that God wants you to be at. You don't dwell in those places. It is those things that give you a voice. To be able to talk to someone else and say, man, when they say, man, you, you don't know what I'm going through. Yes, I do know. I do know. Let me tell you how I know. Let me explain to you where I've been. Let me show you how God took it full circle and brought it all back around. And here I am today to tell you about it. That's what makes the difference. So whatever you've dealt with, whatever you're going through, you may, it don't feel good. and I'm not telling you it do. But what I am saying is that there is a crucifix before the blessing. And because of that, because you stand, because you don't let down, you will be greater than what you were. God bless you. Amen. Certainly we thank and praise God for that word. My prayers that you have received from it, excuse me, Thank you, Lord. Is that you have received from the word of God. Now, I love this because this is my testimony today, as I said, and I wanted to share that for those that are listening, those that are present and, you know. Out of all of that, as I said, God started, launched a business because of what I have went through. And, you know, I'll post it on the, on the broadcasting anchor above.com. It'll be posted there. So you can see what God has done. You can see what God is doing, you know, and the means that God has provided. And so with that being said, certainly we thank and praise God again for each of you. That have joined in the service, and you know, and I solicit your prayers. The, the cornerstone of grace. We need your prayers, and, you know, and you know, and for what God is doing. And so, with that, let, let's stand and go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Bless your Lord God, Lord God. Thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord God, thank you for your word. Lord God, the sobriety of it. Lord, we honor you, Lord God, and just pray and ask that you would bless each one that have set so tentatively, Lord God, given their attention to what is being said, Lord God, and ask that you would bless them, Lord. You know what everyone is dealing with right now. You know, Lord God, and understand, Lord Jesus, what expectations are. Lord God, you know and understand what we've been told, what we've been taught throughout our lives. Lord God, but you understand where we are right now. And I pray and ask that you would bless. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to walk with integrity. Lord God, to be steadfast, unmovable in your word, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty